Welcome back to Big Game Nerds. We are playing The Creature Comes For Us by Ryan Barker. Um, my name is Owen. My pronouns are he and him. I'm the founder and editor of Big Game Nerds. Joining me today, we have Jonix. Hi, I'm Jonix. My pronouns are they, them. Uh, and uh, I, I'm the one who, who dug this up from my little my little hat trove of treasures uh, that, I, that I have from RPGs. <laughs> And I realize that we have characters now, so we can say who we're playing. Oh, right. Um, and I, I'm playing Risk, uh, the the street rat, uh, punky girl danger mouse. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Good for danger mouse. Um, and, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, we'll, I'll circle back to my character, but first we have Ellie. Hello, I'm Ellie. Pronouns are she, they. And uh, in this game, I'm playing Clarence, the, uh, the uh, sort of middle... Minister of Remote Monitoring and Data Collection. Very interesting <laughs> individual. And um, I am playing Bonkus, who is sort of <laughs> like a, a a lower class, like like ship guard thing. In my head, his role is kind of not dissimilar to like just the people who would like sit on like old like carriages with shotguns. You know, <laughs> that's his. That's the vibe he has. Sure. Um, yeah, and he is. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's the gist of it. I wound up playing another strong guy. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so last time we finished part one of the game, and now we're going to move into part two. And so, uh, Jonix, you good to give us the rundown again? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so part two is uh, is sort of the the dice rolling part of the game. Where uh, uh, for each threat we have to uh, we have to sort of battle that threat um, and hopefully come out on top. Now the normal game um, requires requires us to draw eight club cards and thus have eight threats. But we decided to go the stripped down version so that there's only four club cards drawn and thus four threats. Now the problem with that is that a normal game is one when you have five victories and you can't have five victories if you only have four threats so we're we're going to play it a little fast and loose here and say that it's three victories uh for a win so it's actually a little harder for us statistically to win um but uh, that's fine yeah um and do we want to just like like review like like obviously there's a lot of it do we want to just review like all the various like notes and stuff that we laid out last time um, I think like we maybe can not kinda, all of them. We can kind of do a let's just do like a little summary, right? Yeah. Um, like uh, like we we we've established that that uh, we are playing a society of um, sort of river dwelling uh, rodent creatures that are in a post apocalyptic setting of some kind. Um, there is a uh, there's a desert outside of our settlement. Um, so where the rivers stop, it's just sand and heat. And, uh, and so we, we sort of protect our, our little, our little, like, uh, watery paradise as best we can. Um, the, the society is, has sort of a class structure that goes literally from the bottom to the top, uh, being that the, the people that live, uh, live near the canals at the, at the bottom of these, these vast, uh, river, uh, or these vast, like, structures, 
are the lower class, and the upper class lives in these sort of uh, towering um, uh, buildings made out of like plastic, like plastic. Uh, what do we call plascrete? Um, sort of this like uh, new age, like space age technology of some kind that uh, allows them to create structures very fast and very efficiently, but they look kind of plain and ugly, uh, unless <laughs> sort of adorned. And there's also pneumatic tubes that connect these these different structures, so they never have to go down and and uh, cross the canals like the layperson would. Um, we have. Uh, uh, let's see. We have some resources at our disposal to, to combat this threat that's coming for us. Uh, we have uh, our mundane emergency kits, which seem to be sort of uh, um, s- spread out throughout the settlements uh, as, as sort of like a, uh, a way to survive when, when it starts to flood. Um, uh, and, you know, there's a flotation device, there's a rebreather, there's sort of a non-conductive thermal blanket so that you, so that if there's like a live wire that touched water, you wouldn't be shocked, that kind of thing. Um, I wish I could think of that word, but I can't think of it. Ah, anyways, um, we, we also have, uh, Bonkus' home turf advantage, seeing as Bonkus is sort of a, a, a also a lower class, uh, 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 <clears throat> um, worker who rides on these uh, these large caravans that go through the canals. Um, he he knows how to navigate them super super well, and he also knows how to hide away in the undercity warrens and uh, and uh, you know make himself scarce somewhat. Uh, but also maybe can draw some strength from from uh, from the home turf as well. And then uh, finally, we also have from Bonkers the the water jet backpack that's sort of like uh, sort of like Flood from from uh, Mario Sunshine that uh, has been adapted from a fire suppression system on one of the boats into sort of a personal use water cannon. <clears throat> and then uh, as for the threats, we'll I guess we'll get to them uh, as we as we get to them, right? Yeah, so, sounds good. Now, before we le- lean into this, uh, I, it occurred to me, like, should we be, like, sitting down and, like, hashing out, like, what the monster actually looks like? Um, or is this something, is more like something that should still be emerging as we do it? Uh, the game doesn't really say at this point. I think, I think this is kind of where we can start to to figure it out for ourselves. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I have sort of an opening thing. Okay. If if we want to sit down and do this now. Um. When else would we do it? <laughs> oh, yeah. True. Um. So, so you're talking about it being like a weird sort of like crafted biological, like that it was engineered but biological, and yes. one of the things you brought up was like. Pokemon and specifically mentioned Blastoise. And yes. so I'm kind of going to propose not necessarily all of its deals, but maybe like a vague sense of like what the what the, the template animal might be. Um and this is actually the first thing that I had, had in mind about it, and then it became let I was I was like, oh that won't fit when we started to get into like the other stuff about like the satellite uplink and all that. But now I'm coming back around to it. And um 
Actually, you know what? Before I, I should, I should do a very quick Google image search to secure something real quick. Yeah. So what I am, when we were talking about like, oh, you know, we're, we're like the last mammals. Like things have sort of swung around. Um, I got to thinking about like what sort of creatures were around, like when mammals were first on the rise. You know. Uh, and the thing that wound up in my head, and maybe this is just a little too Godzilla or something, but I wound up thinking about terrestrial crocodiles oh. because for actually a long period in just like the history of crocodiles, there were like just as many, if not more species of them that were entirely terrestrial predators. They were like recognizable as crocodilians to us, but like they were they had like longer legs and were stanced up differently because they were like running around and hunting things. Oh, so that, so that's like my proposal for like, it doesn't have to look like this, but maybe is to this, the same, to the same degree that Blastoise is a turtle, you know? Gotcha. Like a big, like a big fire crocodile running around. Oh, the, the, yeah. the arms and legs, the limbs are so long. <laughs> yeah. At least compared to a crocodile. It looks like a, like if a crocodile, like, got some, like, tips from a wolf, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's very much that. And here's the messed up thing. The last of these guys died out, like, after humans already existed. But, oh, like, oh no. Um, th- like, there were, like, most of them died out because the Ice Age and because mammals started filling the niches that these guys were in. But, like, in Australia, it's entirely possible that some of the first like native australians might have seen these guys they probably did not hunt them to extinction because that would be very difficult to do they probably just died out because of climate change but yeah that's wild all right mm-hmm. yeah i like that um so so essentially then what we have because because we have established uh that they burn with a part of their body yeah uh as a weapon um, then essentially what we have here is like a, is a wingless dragon. Yeah. Basically. Like a, like a humongous, you know, like what would be, uh, in, in mythology would be a salamander. Right. right? A, a fiery lizard of some kind. Yeah. Okay. But like, it's like a crocodile dog thing. Yeah. I like the idea that it's just like, just so hot that it just melts thing, anything it runs into. Yeah. I'm into that. That is that is very Shin Godzilla. So, do well, you think it comes yeah. from the water, or do you think it comes from the desert? Oh. I'm tempted to say desert, but water obviously opens a lot of fun potential, especially if like stuff starts boiling or something uh, before it emerges. See, I was thinking it comes from the desert, and maybe uh, maybe breaks a dam. Oh, yeah, or something. And that's you know it, we can get into that I guess uh, with our with, with its alien intelligence because also it is it is smart True. it's not it's not a uh, not a not a, a dumb creature like Shin Godzilla was for a little bit of the movie. <laughs> Right, true. When he was in his wiggling I, phase. Um, I also realized that what I was actually thinking about was. Um, like the i forget if there was like a specific term they used for it but like the red hot godzilla from like the climax of uh king of the monsters ah uh, sure of course 
I'm sure there is a term. I don't know it, but uh, I'm, I'm unfortunately not that deep of a Goji fan, but I am <laughs> somewhat deep. Um, so yeah, so I think uh, I think that we can probably with with that established. I, I think that's pretty cool. It's very different from, from what my pitch was going to be, by the way. But I really like you. <laughs> um, mine was going to be a uh, a terrifying crow made of glass. Ooh, that's <laughs> also very good. <laughs> Um, but I, I like the, I like the, the, this, this, like, it's, it's sort of, uh, despite all of these, like, modern and futuristic, uh, creations, it's still, like, a, a, a medieval fantasy style adventure where it's just like, yeah, no, there's just a big fucking lizard that breathes fire or whatever yeah. that you have to deal with. <laughs> So yeah, let's get into it then. Um, okay. Part two. Uh, um, so one thing to note is that for part two, uh, each threat you sh- uh, uh, can be count or not countered, but can be dealt with in a way by using a resource, which gives you a plus two to to your roll or to the outcome of your roll. Yeah. Um, and so each roll is a two d six. Uh, we're trying to get a, uh, I think a seven or greater. Oh wait, Ooh. no, seven to nine is a close battle, but not a success. Yeah, we need a ten plus to. So we need ten victories. pluses on this. Woo, mm-hmm. it's gonna be tough. I think our our little our little rat guys are in for for a world of trouble here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So I so who, uh, which order do we want to go in the order we established earlier, or we want to uh, mix it up? I'm good with the established one, just because it's established. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. So so let's let's go down our list of threats. Then uh, first off, we have our it's alien intelligence. Mm. Okay. Uh, so, for each threat, discuss how it makes itself known as the creature comes for you. How do your characters in the rest of the world react? How okay. will they try to combat it? Roll 2d6. Based on what you said, I think that ma- mentioned about like it breaking a dam or something. Then it manifesting by not just rampaging around, but like targeting like infrastructural, like you know, yeah, weak points. I think that it is used aerial surveillance. Mm. Yeah. And Do we have any idea, ideas what it's like? What its goal is? What they made it for? Like just from the mm. IA, like obviously oh, right. they yeah. don't know, but like so, I, so the old world. If I get the feeling like that, it was it's meant to destroy something. Like in dangerous conditions, if it's like made the way it is, I think it might be made to. So I was I was kind of thinking about this uh, during our break. Um, what if this this apocalypse uh, that that has been brought about is actually because of like hyper intelligent animal life? Oh, and so this is this was like the humans this is what the humans made as sort of a, oh. a last dish but like this is one of their their tools of war was like oh yeah let's create like the ultimate predator that can just take out 
you know, anything that that might start a new civilization somewhere where we don't want it to. Okay, so this is this is way in the future of Slylock Fox, is what I'm hearing. It's way after the animal <laughs> revolution is complete. <laughs> exactly. I had forgotten about the Slylock Fox quote-unquote lore. Incredible. The only human left in that world is Count Weirdly. Like, there's something going on there. <laughs> Um, yeah, I th- I, th- that's my pitch, at least, is, like, this is a, a human a human bioorganic war machine that, yeah. that is, that, like, it just, something, like, either, uh, either it was always programmed to just keep going, or something mutated in it, or something, right. or, like, something broke in it, so, so that it, it just continues to go. Yeah. And so um, it's just fulfilling its purpose. That that tracks to me. I kind of like the idea. I don't know. Maybe this is not sufficiently yes and. Um, what like I like the idea that like when this thing was like being developed, it wasn't a matter of like we have to crush this like nascent civilization, and it was like we got to do something about the malicious swarms of rats that are everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, like right, like what if that's it? Like what if you know the 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 super rats that we uh, <laughs> that we evolved from are like the same the same creatures that created the dams that created our society, right? Yeah, it sounds great. Okay, yeah. So but how does so how the, do we in the world react? Um, I think now here's. I, I so like the, the 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 thing is what we're reacting to is like getting punched really hard is the thing. But I think that what was established um uh by Clarence in terms of like his defense might actually be a a potential like bonus thing because like it if it's hitting the dams and our infrastructure and shit. Things are going to break bad very quickly. Oh yeah, like, and we have the flotation our, devices and stuff. Yeah, okay. our civilization is kind of on a knife's edge, and like I think in this situation, like e- even if he was like bracing, like speaking to my character specifically, uh, Bonkus would maybe would have been like preparing for it to sort of like barge in. He was like, "I'm all ready for this thing to start like shooting flames and stuff," and then instead instead of like charging in where he expected it to he's just suddenly dealing with like a tidal wave or like a, a building fire or something like that instead <laughs> so he doesn't like even get to have like a fight he's having to like you know fight fight for his life instead sure so in that situation if we are establishing that these emergency kits are the sort of thing that are widely i don't know if it's necessarily available to Bonkus specifically but i think that it's something that could give a bonus to the overall role yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Clarence is probably in his role as like the sort of person who you know like watches the monitors, right? Is trying to help uh, coordinate things with uh, emergency response teams, which mm-hmm. I figure that's the main way the world is reacting. Is that trying to put put out fires, rescue people from floods? 
Um, we right. didn't talk much about the the weird little guy military, but I figure they're getting their seventy sci-fi weapons. Um, yeah. Trying to, yeah. you know, like a, the little tanks in a Godzilla movie, not really. doing nothing. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, if I wonder, do you think those would be boats? Or would it be something oh. that like goes around that? Because they could be little spider tanks or something. Oh, they be they walk on the walls of the of the, yeah. the structures. Oh, That's man. Yeah. Um. So it's like I'm, I'm it's seeing like a, a scene yeah. play out where mm-hmm. where it's um. I I think that that like there has, there's been rumbling. Uh, you know, like like something is coming. We don't know what it is, right? Right. And then all of a sudden, this thing like emerges. We wait. Did we establish the desert or the or the ocean? I think the desert was what. Okay. Established. So I'm I'm thinking that this thing actually can burrow, and it like comes up out of the sand, and just it's just, you know just towering over. <laughs> you know, casting this huge shadow over our over our, our our what seemed to be a huge metropolis, but now not so much. And then just like it just pushes one of the dams in, and like that causes chaos, and it just watches. It's not even like continuing its rampage, mm. right? It's just watching the the little rats scurry around. Yeah, assessing the situation. Yeah. Um... And I th- and I think that there's probably like a there was probably one guy who knew that something bad was going to happen and he was like trying to get it to go. Maybe that's Clarence. Maybe not. Um, but you know the there's like the guy in charge is like the dams are secure. And then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can go to the beach. Yeah, totally. it's that time. It's just a normal day, and then everything goes wrong. And so, yeah, there's flooding. The canals are some canals are dry. Some are surging with water, and like you know, reaching the the upper the upper buildings and stuff. But it's it's horrible um, right. the entire time. And yeah, I think uh, uh, you you are seeing like lots of little flotation devices and rebreathers and stuff being passed around. Lots of emergency services like call you know springing into action and stuff. And I think that's probably where our first role is going to go. I one last thing. Where's Risk in all this? Oh, uh, Risk is. I mean, Risk. If it's a normal day, Risk is also just trying to survive right now. Probably, probably by doing something uh, foolish like maybe scaling uh, a building that is like toppled or something. Right. Like you know, like like it's like it's it's at an angle, so she can just like run up it, and she's just like just hoofing it uh, right. away from away from like a, a surging canal that is you know threatening to just swallow her up. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. So yeah, we will cross out mundane emergency kit and then roll with a plus two, a oh. plus two. Yes. Okay. I forget how to do strike through in Google Docs. Um, does it exist in Google Docs? I do not remember. Here, we'll it just, should. We can just highlight it. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. There, I'll just do it with uh, this gray. Okay. There. And now, let's see. I guess because you're typing and Ellie's drawing the cards, I'll roll the dice if that sounds good. Sounds so, good. Okay, so it's 2d6. 
plus two. Fingers crossed. Eight. Okay, so um, okay. that that makes sense. So it is not a victory, but uh, right. we do get a plus one forward to our next roll. Exactly. Uh, as the book says, for an outcome of seven to nine, it's a close battle, but not a success. You may not mark any victories, but you can award yourself plus one to use on the next threat from the small advantage you gain in this battle. Uh, okay. Describe the clash, the thwarted hope of success, and what knowledge or advantage you gain as a result. This stacks with any bonus from using a resource for a maximum of plus three. Okay. Um, well, I think we've already laid out the basics. I feel like part of the success is simply the fact that, like, people survive, you know? Not everyone, but, y you know, it's not like this has immediately just... It, like, the, the damage done by this initial blow is not... It, like... The, the city is not already, like, dying, you know? Right. It It is badly injured. And, and, and I maybe get... even they're rallying, right? Right. And I think, like, it's... Pr I feel like pretty... A pretty obvious answer to, like, what do we learn is, like, we realize it's intelligent, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not... not it's, it's not just acting, like, cleverly. It's acting in a way where, like, it seemed to, like, know a target. So that seems like actually something that like Clarence would be able to use pretty well in the future. Um, it's just because, just you know, he's the planning guy. Right. Okay. I don't know if there's anything else we want to go over. Uh, no, I think that sounds think so. perfect. Okay. Okay, so that's that. I'll uh, do this in like a light blue. How about... Cool. Okay, so um, next is uh, burning with a weapon that is a part of its body. Uh. I think I, that makes sense that, uh, you know, water didn't work. Right. Um, so so I we left this pretty vague, um, but I feel like this could be fire breath. This could be a laser beam. Um, yeah. I this could that. be just, like, burning skin. Or, I guess, scales in this case. Uh, yeah. Ellie, you, you were the one who first introduced this, so I'm curious what yeah, you think. Yeah, um, I, do, I do like the uh, the fire breath idea. I also like the idea that's just like, like I said earlier, that it's just so hot to the touch that like things ignite. Like, uh, maybe I figure like the scales are sort of like the, like, sort of charred charcoal look and then there's sort of like the glowing Ooh. in between spaces on them sort of like you know, yeah the godzilla that's that's cool. power up i like that idea if like we want to include like cybernetic components or something i like the idea of it having weird little like radiators sticking off of it in parts yeah what if it's what if it's like in a particular part of its body what if it has like a like a glowing spot that's like that's like it's um you know it's it's concentrating all of its heat that it's like absorbed from the desert into oh. into like a just like oh yeah it's underbelly is just like literally just molten hot nice Ooh. yeah i like that yeah the the typical weak point is a, a point of attack so that's cool um and i'm just going to go going to go ahead and invoke uh the water jet pack pack as um 
uh, as a plus two against that. Obviously, uh, unless we're going to like invoke the fact that this technology exists in general, I I think that this means that like if Bonkus is going to square up against it, and he is going to because one, that's kind of his job, but two, it's established that like his community being threatened is what causes him to step up. You know, mm-hmm. right. so um, he's going to like try and face it down, and I think that like the fact that he has this means that he could potentially say get close enough to it to get in some hits with i never actually i I think he just has a big sword because i'm still thinking about that one illustration of bilbo baggins yeah maybe his um you know what it's you said it's a giant glowing weak point that's turned (laughs) into a weapon what if that's true if you do have a water cannon yeah Uh, i like it and it's not even that hitting it with water like hurts it, but hitting it with water cools it down enough that I can then come in with the sword. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so roll with a plus three total. Yeah. Also, I like the j- just to set things up just a little more, I think that at this point in the story our characters have probably met and it's and it's possible that Clarence could be like the sort of the guy in the chair at this point. I don't know if, like, he would literally be in, like, comms or something during the fight, but... Yeah. Oh, like, everyone else is gone, right? Like, right. that's... Like, like <laughs> yeah. Clarence has to... Is is the last one in the room where, where like, you can do the... You know, you can communicate with people in the city. Right. Everyone else has fled, and it's like, oh, shit, like, what do I do? For one gay little rat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fingers crossed, everyone. Here we go. Nine. nine. Oh no! Okay. I think this means that we've lost. It does mean that thing. we've lost, but it doesn't mean that we've gone down without a fight. True. Um. Oh boy. Okay. So I. Oh, crap. Well, I've I've established like what my character is bringing to the table, and I feel like it's. Uh, I I don't know what what does everyone else think about how this plays out. Well, um, I think that Risk takes this opportunity to essentially, like, hop on this thing's back. Like, like Bonkus is distracting it mm-hmm. with with the... Because I think that the water cannon thing does work. And and I think, like, like you do get in some good hits, but it doesn't kill it, is the right. thing. It doesn't, you know, it, it injures it, but it's enough to just make it pissed off. Um, and I think Risk takes this opportunity while it's distracted to, while she's been running up this, you know, the fallen structures and stuff, she, like, makes her way to this thing's back and hops on Mm. its back. And I think that might be what the plus one is, is that now there's, like, a person that can, like, interface with this thing directly. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. But, but ultimately it's, like, maybe... Like maybe I get in a swipe, get in like a stab, but then it's like, oh, like, oh crap! It's like he's not immediately burnt. Also, I'm a giant monster, and so he gets like swatted away. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we've got still got two more risks to address in order to figure out just how this goes, because. It's interest. I'm thinking about the framing, and we don't we don't have to work all of this out until it's actually done. But like, 
if we get like all mixed successes, that could be an interesting kind of scene, you know? It's true. If we, if we never get an outright lost, but if, well, if we, you know, if, 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 it, if, if there's never, if the, I don't know. <laughs> we do lose in the end. Well, we lose something at least. Yeah. Who, who knows what, what defeat looks like in this game? Yeah, true. Uh, let's see. Right. Okay, so that's that one. Uh, which blue did I use? I think it was this one. It was. Okay. Uh, next, uh, force from the old world connected to a satellite. Okay. Uh, hmm. Right. So I think that uh, since Risk is now directly connecting to this thing is is you know on this thing um she starts seeing like like oh this is these are not like these scales are too perfect like this is not <laughs> a this is not like a, a a living or at least an organic creature this is a this is something else and so she and she sees like little like pipelines and stuff running underneath the scales that she's that she can like follow because the scale of this thing is pretty big like right uh, so she, so she, like you know, she starts following its, its, uh, uh, you know, its structures, and maybe finds, uh, finds some some important node or something, uh, on its exterior. Maybe there's like a, maybe has like a little, uh, like uh, antenna sticking up, uh, you know, above one of its eyes or something like that. Yeah. Um. I think that's how how this this emerges is like oh this is like some this, there's some magic thing happening here that I might not know about. Yeah, and again, I think that's something where like Clarence is maybe in a good position to try and like I don't know figure some things out. Bacchus is on the back foot. I'm tempted to like invoke his home turf advantage to like reference him like literally just falling back to regroup after getting after that initial confrontation but i could save that for the last one what do you think uh i guess save it for the last one i don't know i'm not sure what the difference is all right but uh yeah i think clarence has uh got whoever's left uh trying to track that you know satellite signal to figure out what's going on like what's been up there this whole time that they didn't you know look for that makes sense and like it, you know, Risk is probably on the phone with Clarence or something. Like you know, some sort of some sort of wireless communication that they have. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and is like, oh, I can, you know, I can do. You walk me through it. What do I do? <laughs> like as if Clarence knows. Yeah. So, like. <laughs> uh, right. So. So yeah, we're just rolling with a plus one on this one. Yep. Oh, right. and that's me. <laughs> Four. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Um, from an outcome six or lower, this battle is a resounding failure. Describe your futile efforts and any casualties you may have incurred. Oh, boy. Um, I, I think, like, the the real... The, the implication here is, like... Um, we can't get around its like 
it's like logistical advantage. Yeah. So from that that satellite signal tracking angle, I was just talking about. I think um, I think they like they do like find and track the signal but when they do their like their computer little mouse computer array or whatever just like <laughs> like starts gets fried and starts exploding from whatever sort of horrible virus countermeasures have been setting oh, yeah, up there like, there's like a symbol of of like some government's flag that yeah like up on the screen and then it just starts yeah. sparking yeah all the cathode tubes start popping. Yeah. <laughs> and the, there's like a car's spark plug and shit. Um, let's see. Yeah, so the um, the computer array is not powerful enough to handle tracking the satellite. Um, as for risk, I think that she. I think it's also a thing. I think she has to take a loss here too. And I think what that looks like is uh, the creature is starts. I think the creature starts wading into the city, and mm. so there's nothing she can do about it. Like she's just she just sees the devastation that you know this thing is that this thing is bringing by just by just moving around. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe it's maybe it's belly reignites. And it just mm-hmm. like burns, a, you know, burns settlements as it's like crawling over them and stuff. Yeah, pretty nasty. It's horrible. The creature advances. I'll say that. Okay. Okay, and then the last thing is that it's a lab-grown bio-cybernetic creature. <laughs> okay, so I um, think. Oh, sorry. This is. And rare. also, just details from the actual question is that it has not fulfilled the parameters for reproduction yet. Oh, and, true. And I said that it can go up for reinforcements, <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, yeah, geez. Um, I. Okay, do we think that it can fly? <laughs> I haven't been thinking it can fly. Okay. I just I pictured it, it crawling up it, something like a like a lizard up like a rock, you know. Yeah, maybe here's something that we haven't established really, but is kind of part of it is that there is wood in the area. Maybe there's just a big ass tree. Is also the fruit. oh, there's the big like the big holy tree that we oh look no. after. Yeah, so, okay, <laughs> so, so maybe we... that's what's up is that it's it, it can go up through the tree. Oh no! Oh jeez! Which well, is bad for that. us. Yeah, and I I so I feel like. What's happening here is that, like, we're seeing the the biocybernetic thing aspects of it start to manifest more. I think, like, as it is progressing, maybe parts of it are like unfolding and deploying, like fucked up little gizmos and shit. Yeah. And here, I think, like, Bonkus was kind of taken out of that whole last engagement, and I think here, what he's going to be doing is that he is going to be like, sort of running back and forth. His water jetpack has been used up so what i think is happening now is that he and this is kind of like i admit this is kind of like meta from my perspective because i know that like this is not a matter of defeating the monster but like maybe there's some kind of you know lesson that he has learned here and he is using the home turf advantage just to just to get people out you know uh yeah i think i think that works i uh I, I I think that this is a, since it's story games like right meta is kind of part of it 
Right. Um, you know, at a certain point, we're all just playing like, got you, no, you didn't, so... Right. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm... So, yeah, I'm... I think that makes sense. Um, I think that Risk is, uh, is going to be... is going to try her hardest to... Uh, if nothing else, do damage to this thing from right. from her position, like whatever right. that means. You know, if that's like getting down and like messing with one of its eyes or something, like that's she's just gonna try her best. Yeah. What do you think okay. Clarence is up to at this point? Um. Hmm. So I figure, besides the sort of coordinating stuff he's been trying to do up till now, maybe there's like a. Ah, labyrinth by a secondary creature. Hmm. So, uh, oh, you said they were uh, were going to use the uh, advantage to try to help people get out, right? Yeah. So I think I think that's that Clarence is probably going to take the same tack when when she realizes like the city has fallen. He's going to start like yeah probably a sort of like moving emergency shutters to try to like try to you know keep water away from people stuff like that try to open up routes just you know oh that's great whatever sort of damage minimization you can get through before you you know try to run out through the stairs or whatever all right then well let's let's give this a go Another eight. eight. Okay. <laughs> I think, okay, so here, here's what I'm going to say right here and now. Um, in my mind, if this had just been like a full-on failure, I think that would, what would have happened is that it would have like climbed up the holy tree, burning it in the process, and gotten yeah. reinforcements somehow. I think that what happens here is that we do not save the city, but at the very least, like, we prevent it from doing that. Yeah, and, I agree. I I think that uh, that the if even if the structures fall, um, th- uh, that many people are safe, and the tree is safe. Yeah, I I can't say if we're just like assessing our characters' odds. I'm not so certain about Bonkus's chances because you know of the sort of role he plays, but I can also see him like getting out simply because he is allowing himself to like focus on just helping others instead of throwing himself at it you know um (sighs) i think so correct me if i'm wrong lizard ears are like these are like little pads right like yeah that's unless it unless it has fucked up little ears unless it has fucked up little. um but they're they're usually like holes or like little 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 like like the eardrums, like very sh- uh, shallow. So I think what Risk is going to do uh, in order to kind of turn this around, and this might be a sacrifice because it might be so hot uh, oh, yeah. in, inside of the creature that she just can't, you know, she can't manage to to stay alive in it. Um, but I think she's going to use her like punk girl scream <laughs> and like and like crawl into its inner ear and just like let loose. Oh my! Okay, so good news. I while searching this, the Google result for "Do lizards have ears?" The first thing that it's quoted from the company of biologists 
uh, from journal.biologist.com says, lizards in general have very sensitive ears with delicate eardrums, but no external ears. So that actually is perfect. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So I think that, so she, like, this is the only thing she can think to do is just, is just screech inside of this thing's ear as it gets close to the tree. And yeah. I think that's enough to like dissuade it. I mean, if if not uh, drive it away, at least like like it knows that it can't touch the tree now. Maybe even my 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 immediate thought is like if your if your inner ear gets messed up, he's not going to have the balance to climb. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. So he's like stumbles stumbles through you know some buildings and like crashes into a canal there's like steam rising as his his belly hits the water and just right. and it's just like this horrible like a, a you know massive cloud of steam over the entire city now yeah um does does Clarence go down with the ship or does he get out mm. I'm I really worried about Michael at least Oh uh, yeah, I was I was actually imagine like like uh him like just after he like leaves the like the building or whatever, like just sorta like running through the streets, there's ash flying around, calling out, like trying to find out where Michael went to, stuff like that. Um but, Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> and I think uh with using Bonkus's home turf turf advantage here, Michael's probably safe. Oh good. Yeah, uh, let's say that. The, under, yes. the Undercity war runes are like... They, they were built in such a way that floods don't... Yeah. You know, don't affect them as much. Nice. So, like, Michael's probably, like, you know, stuffed up inside of this, like... This this little... This little room with, like, you know, fucking uh, thousands of other rats or hundreds of other rats or whatever. Um, and, and he's probably safe. Yeah, my... What I was thinking is, like... Bonkus, part of what Bonkus is doing is like trying to get people like out of the city. So I actually love the idea that Michael winds up like on the same like barge or something as Bonkus oh, or something. Good. And like maybe maybe they're even like talking to each other or something like that. And like at some point, like he brings up like he mentions his husband and is like, wait, 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 Clarence? And like I've been I've been talking with Clarence this whole time. <laughs> Clarence from the radio? Yeah. <laughs> Clarence is cool as hell. (laughs) (sighs) So yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's what happens. Um, So so risk screams. The the lizard falls. The the city is in bad shape. Yeah. I think that we can survive. I I think probably Risk takes the L here. I think Risk probably dies in the process. Uh, mm. But I I think that um that Bonkus and Clarence should probably live. Yeah, I uh, think that like we've established that like there there's like a weird like rat metropolis stretching across like all coastline. So I feel like at the very least they can fall back. And then maybe there's going to be a sequel or whatever about, like, taking back the, like, stretch of ruined city that is now just, like, weird, like, flame crocodile lizard territory. Yeah, I think uh, here's the the final uh, sort of, like, stinger or whatever, is that this crocodile monster 
now is um has like set up its own uh it's like a little nest in the ruins of right. the city. Right. Like yeah. now it's fulfilled its 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 parameters finally after all this time. And so it, it's yeah. so it like has its own little egg hutch now. Yeah. If we want to get like a little grim about it, like we haven't we haven't there was no talk about it eating people because that wasn't really its intention. But like maybe the parameters is like you need a bunch of protein. Yeah, sure. I'm yeah. It, it could definitely eat a bunch of a bunch of these rat guys. But I think that's horrible to describe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't. We don't need to. It could just be about a matter of securing the territory. It could be that. It, maybe it's kind of vague. We don't know. There's enough people unaccounted for. It could go either way. <sighs> but, but yeah. Um, so that's that's pretty much it. We we uh, uh, as the book says, um, tally up your victories and survey the battlefield. Are your characters indeed victorious at the end? At what cost? And what does defeat or success look like? And what does your city or your world look like when the dust settles? If it ever does. If your characters make it through to the end, what do they look like now? Oh boy. Um, so yeah, what, is, what, what do Bonkus and Clarence look like after Bonkus, this? Bonkus has definitely come away with this looking a lot more grizzled. Um, I think he lost the sword in the process. So I think that like the arc with him is like something about like what a hero is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out to not necessarily be about like jumping up and slicing something's head off. <laughs> it's about like making the best of a bad situation and helping people. Yeah, uh, Clarence I think looks um, harrowed because uh, I think like like it. I figure it doesn't really end for him. Like once they're out of the city, there's like still people like coming to him for like what to do and like people are like calling him to try to figure out what's going on so yeah oh sure he, he gets like sort of a field promotion yeah right yeah and i i think it's uh interesting for like when it says like what does the city or your world look like when the dust settles like this was this like the spiritual center for like our whole culture <laughs> It, it might have been, or, like, or at the very least, like the part of our culture that valued that tree. Yeah. Like maybe we don't know how big the tree religion is. Yeah, but. that's a good point. But still, like, a, well, like if people are t- we, taking pilgrimages to it, it's like I think some people are going to be like real bummed out that a dragon yeah. took over this city. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that this that this becomes sort of a uh, sort of a call for like like a legendary call for. Uh, for help in this society where like like people find out about this and it becomes a thing of like oh it's almost it's almost like the hobbit with smell right. right oh where yeah it's like, it's like yeah there's a place that used to exist that doesn't anymore because of a big mean <laughs> lizard and, like we oh. we have to deal with it we're the we're the oh man i don't remember what the place was called we're the treasure pile <laughs> exactly that's rad yeah. i like that we gotta go and like get help from the other like, which is sort of interesting because the vibe. <laughs> we must go to the Council be... of Birds. <laughs> oh, that's great. The horse king. Yeah. We require your aid. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We gotta find all the other funny little creatures that exist in the post-apocalypse <laughs> to help us with this. Totally. Yeah. 
I like the Maybe, idea that there are just yeah. other sentient animal people that are just yeah. the same size as animals, so, like, we're little. I like, I, I'm thinking back to what you said about the big glass crow. What if there is something like that, but it's just because the crows are way more advanced than us and we're kind of rinky dink in comparison? <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. They just never stop flying now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah, so so I think that's the game. Um, mm-hmm. I like it a lot. I kind of wanna, I wanna try the full version sometime. I think if we went to yeah. eight, we can might even like, I don't know, get like two big old episodes out of it. Plus, it just like seems more, seems interesting to just dig in further. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. And it's cool that it's one of those games that you can do on your own too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, this actually came about because uh, the reason I downloaded this in the first place is because uh, a friend of mine um, was looking for solo and like small group RPGs, and this was this is one that popped up uh, in uh, in the bundle that I got from Itch. As, yeah, uh, as yeah. one of those. So yeah, this is this was really fun. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. It's uh, tough to yes. find a game for three people exactly, and this like did a real <laughs> good job. Yeah. Um, I'll also say I was looking in the back here, so just a reminder, like uh it was Ryan Baker, Whiskey Oodles on Twitter, they've got a itch.io. Um no, he's got a twitch.io. But also an interesting little thing um is in the back it says other fantastic games that have helped to inspire this creation. If you like this game, I highly successfully check out the following. The Junkyard by Matthew Guzdale, The Quiet Year by Avery Alder, we played that one. What is here by Yubi. And uh, actually, that was uh, that's all of it. It goes into some stuff about the original, like the X card system and stuff. We did not go into detail about that here, but um, yeah, it is. Uh, uh, if you liked this, check this game out. But also, maybe check those other games out and check out more big gay nerds. Exactly. Yeah. And until next time, stay big gay and nerdy. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Calvin Cox, Elliot, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Hell Blood Hands, Jack Toops, Jarnope, Joel, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, Lucas Bell, MC Verdandi, Nyan Hellcat, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Ryan Asopa, Udon Bullets, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to exclusive content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word about us on social media. We're at biggaynerdscast on Twitter and just biggaynerds on Tumblr and co-host. And if you'd like to hang out with us and other BGN listeners, join the BGN fan discord server linked in all the aforementioned pages.